Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Please, take my hand. Now, open your mind to me. Please, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. When I can get it, when there's sports, I uh, sometimes move around. So next week I'm going to be on Saturday, January 7th. From 5 to 7, talking about my predictions for 2017. Today is December 31st, 2016, last day of the year. Happy New Year. Hope you have a great night. I'm looking forward to uh, having some fun. I always have like a massive diet in January, so this is a big night for me. Really? Yes, I can't. uh, I always have to. The holidays just set me back like 10 pounds, so I always have to hit the ground running. I mean, you're going to, tonight's a big night. What are you going to do? Just to eat a lot. Oh, My okay. husband has a 14-pound Wagyu a, a what? roast, which I do not know. He's just ridiculous. It's like he's cooking for an army. <laughs> and then it stays in the fridge. I'm supposed to eat it like all week long, which I'm not doing this time. Just put it out there. Not eating the leftovers every day. So that's it. Nothing... Not big by, like, single people standards. <laughs> I have to be home with my kids yeah. in bed. So, but I am looking forward to it. And I and I love this show of the year because I look back on 2016. This is my producer, Binkley. Binkley, it was an interesting year. And uh, we also have a show that we do on YouTube and iTunes called The Propaganda Report. If you want to check that out, the website's The Prop Report. Dot com and you can get all our uh, episodes on there. And Binkley, we actually did our most recent one was a list of like every major event, the top 40 events of the year. We went through what we thought was fake, what we thought was real, what we thought was spun. We're going to scale that back. I want to do something like that now. But uh, I want to just take there was an AP poll, Associated Press poll where people listed what their top 10 events of 2016 were. And what I want to do is, I want you to read those to me, 10 to 1. Maybe we could do rapid fire or whatever. And I'll tell you not so much if they were fake or real, but what agenda item they are serving. First, I, I do have, uh, want to get to Tony, who's on the line. I want to talk to him first. And I will take calls about uh, if you have an, an event from 2016 you want to get my opinion on what the agenda is, give me a call at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet it at Monica Perez Show. Let me talk to Tony in Dawsonville. Hi, Tony. You're on with Monica. Hey there. Uh, The worst thing in 2016 was the Democrat Party was stupid enough to run Hillary and not run Joe Biden. And the best thing is just darn elections over. (laughs) Yeah. 
It is. It is. Thank you so much. I'm also taking, I will take the uh, calls on what the best and worst thing of 2016 was uh, at 404 872 or 800-WSB-TALK. There, it was really a fatiguing year. I was getting sick of it because I always do the news story. The biggest news stories of the week is generally what I talk about on my show. And I was just getting burnt out on the election stuff. The themes in general were kind of, uh, you know, I think that there's like certain number of agenda items that the mainstream media will push any news that supports those agenda items. So I don't think you're really getting a full view of where people are like the, you know, there's one thing I always talk about that, how you can, the media manipulates people, the government, the institutions, academia, all that stuff, how it manipulates you. But there's an element of what people are really feeling and what their real ideals and principles are, what their priorities are. You can't, you can't suppress that totally. And I feel like the big agenda items are meant to shape how we think about what people are feeling. And maybe the Trump election, certainly one of the themes of the Trump election was uh, a lot of the bigwigs, the pundits missed the boat on what was really driving this country. You know, I, I do always think there's more to what we're hearing than sees the eye that, that, that meets the eye. Certainly the fact that they were talking about that as the takeaway lesson makes me wonder what they're trying to accomplish. But that's peeling the onion one layer too much. So, Binkley, I want, if you would, let's go from 10 to 1. Throw me out the event or the theme or whatever, and I'll tell you what I think the agenda item was. All right. The first one, number 10, is Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, that one I totally thought was just meant to make it look like she was battling some bad press, but it was just a big nothing burger, and it was, but I feel like or it was never as bad as some of the things I think she actually did. Like uh, having a private server wasn't as bad as what (laughs) the emails I thought were actually going to say. But I, I see now, I think a big part of the Hillary email thing was to set up a cyber war with Russia for the next administration. Yes. Uh, do you want to hear mine on that? Yeah. So that I don't say global government for every single one of these. Um, <laughs> some of my answers might be a little bit uh, yeah, a little bit odd, but this one I'm going to say, to similar to what you said, a limited hangout to distract attention away from a global network of pedophiles. <laughs> that is not similar to what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that is interesting because what you're talking about is the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which a lot of people in the mainstream media think that the Jeffrey Epstein pedophile scandal is the same or in the same category as the Pizzagate scandal. They might be, but the difference is Jeffrey Epstein was actually convicted of it and went to jail for it, and he was one of the founders of the Clinton Foundation. The Clinton so, Global Initiative. They do differentiate between those oh, two. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Good. I like to be corrected. So I guess there's some of that... Uh, Yes, I think there might be some of that. Certainly a lot of diversionary stuff in there. Okay, keep going. Number nine, the Supreme Court. That came up on several lists. So Antonin Scalia died, um, and 
of course, at first you have to wonder if it was murder or what. And my mother, who prays to Antonin Scalia now. Wow. She prays to him. <laughs> Get your mind around that. Him and Mother Teresa, now Saint Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa of yeah. Calcutta. So, but she she pointed out that he that he died after a big meal on a Friday during Lent, which she thought was uh, a, a narrative that was hard to buy. So, see, sometimes having the interesting scoop, yeah. So, I don't know. I really never, I never got to uh, feeling like I had a conclusion about that. that one. Stumps me. Um, I don't know. To maybe maybe to launch Justice Gin, Ginsburg's rap career. I don't get that joke. Saturday Night Live, a character, <laughs> Justice Ginsburg, just, she raps on the show. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I don't stay up that late, thank goodness. What's next? Syria. Syria. The Syria thing is a false narrative to get us involved in a geopolitical maneuverings. Some people call it pipelinistan, that it's all about the oil and gas, or at least about world power. It's not about saving the citizens of Syria from their own government. That's yeah, not what yeah. it's about. And so for me, the big thing about Syria is a false narrative to justify intervention on behalf of the military industrial complex, not on the behalf of the Syrian children. I agree. The agenda is is to create a pawn to create a humanitarian pretext for war. Keep going. Number seven, the Democratic Party email leaks. Yes, uh, I guess they were meant to sink Hillary, which I did not see at the time. And also, obviously, that's the big one that launched Pizzagate, I think. Or yeah. no, the Podesta emails launched Pizzagate. But this is the stuff that uh, is being used to justify, even by... Russia, right? And you end up, the Russian uh, the co- conflicts with Russia. Oh, going yeah, yeah, there. right. This is the evidence they're using. This is the evidence <laughs> they're using for fake news, for alt-right, for Russia, for everything that they're doing to demonize. But it's not evidence. I know, there's no evidence. It's, it's, uh, it's an illusion, but it's what they're yeah. using. Number uh, okay. six is the attacks on police. Yes, that one, which is hand in hand with another one that's on this list, black men killed by police is how they word it, and the attacks on police. To me, that's the black versus blue dialectic, and it's meant to get to take our eyes off the fact that what used to be the story was the militarization of the police that had us united against some unconstitutional directions they were headed in, the the military equipment they were getting, and to make it a uh, racial issue so that we are divided as a population, so we think of it as only a black problem, and so that people on the right then sympathize with the cops and want to, uh, we'll say, maybe take, uh, not focus on the constitutional issues because they're, it's been elevated to this emotional side-taking thing. So, but ultimately, ultimately, it's for federal, national, central control of the police uh, and um, you know, further erosion of the Bill of Rights. Yes, and it's also a lever that they have. Anytime they want to pull that lever and uh, use it as a divide and conquer race war tactic, they have it there. Oh yeah, and that gets your that gets your uh, rioting going. Social media triggers. It's all. 
Anyway, so we're halfway through the list. Let's take a quick break. Come back for more. If you have an agenda item you don't know about, give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. For anything that happened in 2016, you want to know what was the real purpose of giving it so much press. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Tomorrow's high, 57, low, 40. Overnight, the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So what we've been doing, Binkley and I, have been going through the biggest stories of 2016, according to an Associated Press poll, and talking about what we think the agenda items are, that what that this stuff doesn't get massive press like that if it isn't to serve uh, a purpose. And I'm talking about the big, you know, like Associated Press, for example. <laughs> and uh, they're not going to cover something around the clock if it doesn't serve an agenda item. But I'm going to finish. start, uh, we did the first half of that, and then I'm going to do the second half at the bottom of the hour. But since it is the last day of the year, I want to kind of reflect back a little bit on so the, so many Famous people died in 2016. It was actually kind of crazy. And I, the ones that for me, I found the most interesting or will remember the most fondly are probably not the ones who got the most uh, airtime, who got the most coverage. So I just wanted to throw out a couple of honorable mentions. So for my mother, I will say that Mother Angelica died. My mother loves Mother Angelica. So I have to uh, have to give a shout out there. I My number one was Alan Rickman, who I know is Dr. Lazarus, but uh, from Galaxy Quest. You mean is, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> since I'm a massive nerd. I remember him from Galaxy Quest, which to me is like one of the best movies of all time. It's like a parody of Star Trek. <laughs> My husband's like, that movie's so dumb. I can't even watch half of it. But anything sci-fi. Uh, so, yes, he's Hans Gruber from Die Hard. I don't even know. Greatest villain of all time. Really? Was it from Die Hard 1? I feel like I must have seen Die Hard, Die Hard 1, 1, yeah. All right. I guess I didn't see it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Uh, Muhammad Ali, who I had the occasion to meet, which was pretty cool. Not this year, but he died this year. And uh, the guy, the actor who played Cato from the Pink Panther movies, again, this just shows my incredibly <laughs> dumb sense of humor, that he used to leap out. So the Pink, whatever, Inspector Clouseau would come home and this guy would leap out of the closet. He was his like uh, manservant and just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> karate chop him so of all i was going through this list of 50 people whose names i recognized for having died in 2016 and the only one who made, drove me to youtube to start watching videos was kato attacking inspector clue so this is just a testament to how dumb it has to get for me to take a break from world news but uh so what what do you what have you got what have I got on uh, celebrities that died? You can give me anything you want. Well, you know, Prince was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I liked Prince. Yeah. Um, can I give a shout-out to my brother, speaking of family celebrities? Uh, absolutely. It's his birthday today. He turns, uh, we'll say he turns 18. He's <laughs> celebrating an auto age at, down in Athens with his family. What's his name? Brian Binkley. All right. Happy birthday, Brian. I hope you're all listening. I, can ju- I hope they're all giving us a little toast. 
Oh, I'm sure they a are. Shout out. All right. Well, we're going to finish up our agenda items for the rest of the big stories of 2016. You can chime in if you have any questions. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Look, just put your little hand back in the cash register and give me my $2.75 back, please, Brad. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. See, that's in celebration of Brad Bailey. That's, that's just my favorite clip. Isn't it the best? You joined the show in 2016. Do you remember that? Do you think people know what that clip was from? Do you Probably. know what that clip is from? Yeah, it's uh, Days and Confused, right? No, Fast oh. Times at Richmond. Oh, right, right, yeah. It's the guy working in the uh, the French fry place or the hamburger pl- hamburger joint. Yes, yes, that's you, Brad. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, you're going to have to give me some more of these rapid-fire AP poll top stories of 2016, and I'm going to tell you what I think, or we can talk about what we think the agenda items are for these news stories. So my premise, just in case people missed uh, earlier in the show, this is Monica Perez. I'm the libertarian on WSV. <laughs> and uh, I, we've been taught, uh, for me, anything that gets round-the-clock worldwide coverage from the mainstream media is they do not waste the power of that by just telling you objectively what they think are the most important news stories and let you figure out what they mean to you. That I do not think is what's happening. Whatever it is, whether it's real or fake or a false flag or a genuine event, it is spun by the media for an agenda purpose. Anything that makes the top 10 is going to have an agenda purpose. That's why it's pushed. So we got through the top five. If you don't, if you haven't heard those, you want to go back and listen to the podcast. We always post those. On our new website, thepropreport.com is in the Propaganda Report. You can hear that probably early in the week. And uh, let's keep going. We're down to number five. Number five, the worldwide terror attacks. Okay. I saw, I predicted that. So I do a prediction show at the beginning of the year. I predicted that a couple of years ago that our allies would start experiencing terrorism uh, in their homelands, which was not uh, clear that that was going to happen. It has happened, and it seems to me, I thought that it was 100% to, to get them on board with war in the Middle East for us to invade Syria, to stop the flow of terrorism and refugees. Of course, I think it's the opposite, that, that actually going in there and blowing up those countries creates the problem. But I thought it was that, that they would experience terrorism just to garner support for those wars. Now, when I read... Uh, especially about Germany, it is crystal clear that that the number one goal, at least right this second, for those terrorist attacks uh, being either created or spun instead of just ignored and mm-hmm. taking the power out of it, they're pumped up constantly, to get the Europeans to buy into the total information state, the total surveillance state. That's what I think it's all about. I'm going to go with to keep people in a constant state of fear and anxiety so they remain dependent on mass government. That goes into something we talked about, I think, on episode four of the Propaganda Report, which you can get online at thepropreport.com. But it's to that we talked about how the strategy of tension was something that was actually used by the Allied powers after World War II in Europe to actually create false flag attacks where real people died to discredit 
the communist politicians and that ultimately the goal was to discredit the democratic process in total so mm. that the military could get a greater role in governance going forward. I haven't ruled that out as something that's on the table going forward in the West. Yeah. So, okay, keep going. All right, number four, the Pulse nightclub attack in Orlando. Okay. First of all, I did, uh, I did reiterate what the X-22 report, which I haven't listened to in a while, but at the time, I remember him saying 2016 would be the year of the lone wolf. And boy, was he right. <laughs> he really was. I actually wrote an article about the Pulse nightclub massacre. The article was about an article that laid out the agenda item. So it was a Wall Street Journal article right after Orlando happened, laying out what what we need to do in the wake of Orlando. And there were five items in it. You can you can find the article. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes of this podcast when it comes up. It was unbelievable. It was so like he didn't even wait for um, the uh, the street to open up again in front of the Pulse nightclub. That they, they this uh, a Council of Foreign Relations member wrote, one, we need to uh, make illegal these, whatever, assault weapons, rifles that are semi-automatic, disarm Americans is my, <laughs> is the agenda item. They, he, he, a big thing with Orlando was we had him, the FBI was investigating him, but that dang due process really screws us up. I mean, we should be able to take people's rights away without due process. So it was to create this class of pre-criminals who are under surveillance, who don't have rights. He goes back to it and says uh, he should not, this guy should not have been able to work as a guard or buy guns since he had been investigated by the FBI. So that's like, it doesn't have to be convicted, it has to be investigated. That's what the watch lists are about, the no-fly list. It's about being able to identify you as a pre-criminal and start taking away. And I, I feel like that's going to fold into the propaganda stuff, to the censorship, to fake news, because real people, you know, this is a big theme. Real people get hurt because of fake news, social media. It's going to be about thought control. All that stuff is going to go into pre-criminal status, which will have real a real impact on your liberty. And then uh, o- overall, I think expanding the police state, the guy calls for more guards and metal detectors at clubs and malls. This is all coming out of Orlando, the Orlando massacre, and also to escalate the war in Syria. He says we need to drop more bombs and send more troops into <laughs> Syria to defeat ISIS, which of course it creates ISIS, it spreads ISIS. So so they take these agenda items, they apply them to any kind of event they can manufacture or hook onto, and then you see the the march towards the totalitarian state. That was a huge one. I'm not going to take that much time for right, anything. Right. Did I hit them all? You got anything else? Yeah, well, it also did wonders for the, uh, the shooter's father's YouTube page traffic. Probably got a lot <laughs> of subscribers out of it. That guy had been... See, this is why I wonder what the real stories are. That guy had been... Had, taking selfies at the White House. Um, And then they kind of like tried to drown out that suspicious fact by having him in the background when Hillary was speaking at a rally. It was like this was that was kind of like the way Pizzagate, true or false, drowns out Epstein, true. This guy behind Hillary drowned out the fact that he was he was uh, haunting the White House. He's an odd bird, that's for sure. It was super crazy. So, okay, keep going. Number three, the black men killed by police. That we covered a little bit earlier, hand-in-hand with attacks on police, black versus blue. I'm just going to, in a nutshell, say it's meant for us to all cry out for um, 
uh, central control of policing, either because you think they're out of control or because you think they need more authority. Right. It's strange that they differentiated those two on the same list in the top 10 when they're, you know, so tightly connected. It's kind of like the the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter debate that people have there. Which is now the Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter, right. So, okay. yeah. Number two is Brexit. That one for me is a tricky one. I feel like it's possible that because I, it's obvious that George Soros and the power elite want Europe to be a regional entity that he had actually been on record saying we will continue to promote Russia as an enemy to unite Europe. Maybe this idea that there's a nationalist faction within their own societies will drive these people to actually ultimately, when the pendulum swings back, not only embrace a regional Europe, but kind of uh, bring a even more kind of world government true world authority so we think the pendulum is swinging one way and yes maybe it is but yeah. but if it swings back it might have more force yeah i think that one of the purposes of brexit was speaking to that was to put the idea of world government in the collective consciousness so people are more aware of it yeah it could be because it is globalism nationalism it right. is it's an alternative to the nationalism that they are uh, telling people is going to lead to violence right the last one, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one gone. on the list of top 10 news stories of the year are the U.S. elections. Yes, I have to agree with that, as the story could be 80% or, or the top nine could be yeah. Trump winning. I, I, I'm going to, this is a deep thought, you know, so, so, uh, and we don't have time to get like a thousand calls in response to it, but I'm just going to throw it out there, let it hang in the air. We're going to talk about it a lot over the next four years. But here is what I think. I'm going to characterize it as right cover, left cover, that the whole two-party psyop, the two-party paradigm that left and right really represent us at the top is preserved by this, and it, it does two things. It allows us to have, I, I believe Trump has promised, I don't think there's any mystery about this, bigger spending, more debt. He says it's not going to be more debt, but I have a feeling we're going to have more debt, higher interest rates. There, he, there'll be some right cover for encroachments on the Bill of Rights. When the Republicans are in charge, there's less pushback uh, when they... Uh, the Bill of Rights is not as staunchly defended. It's just called right cover the way left cover is used so that somebody like Obama can drop 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015. And this is, if you haven't heard it on my show, you probably haven't heard it at all. That's left cover. The left will cover up for that. And, uh, you know, I'm down in the rabbit hole. So for me... Small this, bombs, right? Didn't you tell me they were small oh, bombs? Oh, I was with a driver. Uh, somebody was driving me around, a professional driver pick me up from the airport and he said yeah but those were very small bombs and i just thought you know if you think of 20,000 small bombs on a small country like syria it's like whatever 100,000 bombs here is there any bomb small enough for us not to be like hey man <laughs> stop dropping bombs on my country i don't know so the whole thing i just i'm i'm going with preserving the two party uh psyop 
I would agree with that. It compels people to participate and validate a corrupt system, thus maintaining the illusion. Yeah, and it did restore faith in our system. And, and you know, maybe that's warranted. Maybe the fact that they had to do that was meant that they had just gone too far. I don't know, but I'm definitely back down the rabbit hole. I got out of it for a little while, just like, whoa, what happened you there? You can't resist the rabbit hole. Because it's the, the narratives on the surface just don't make sense. We're going to wrap it up. After the break, uh, this is Monica Perez with Brad Binkley. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Showers and storms likely with a high of 64 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So we are wrapping it up, the last show of the year on the last day of the year. It is New Year's Eve, so Happy New Year's to you all. Hopefully 2017 will be at least a little less stressful than 2016. I feel like I lost more sleep in 2016. Worried, shocked, thinking too hard. Maybe 2017 <laughs> will be easy. Maybe we'll get some softballs for, for that year. No thinking required in 2017. <laughs> yes, no thinking. Wouldn't that be great? That's maybe why I like these dumb shows like Galaxy Quest and the Pink Panther, because I just need to stop thinking once in a while. <laughs> I'm going to do that real soon, because I am just going to kick my shoes off for New Year's Eve. I am... We got through the biggest stories of the week, 2016, and uh, talked about what was on the agenda. If you missed it and you want to hear the podcast, go to our website. Binkley and I do some uh, off-air shows, but we also post the podcast of this show from WSB on our website, thepropreport.com. That's prop as in propaganda, thepropreport.com. And you know what we should do, Binkley, is... I, I did not get to my biggest predictions of 2016, what I got right and what I got very, very wrong. <laughs> so I think we should do a show on that, like a YouTube show, iTunes show, whatever, Propaganda Report, and um, post that maybe in this week to come. All right. That sound sounds good? good to me. All righty. And then next Saturday, January 7th from 5 to 7, we'll do on WSB. Predictions for 2017. Hopefully I can at least get the big ones right. And that's what we'll do. So I want to take one more call. Reggie, you've been on hold. I want to give you the last word on the last show of the last day of the year. Well, hey, Reggie. Happy New Year to you, Monica. Thank hey, you. Long time no here. Yes. Uh, I would like to know, I would just like to know, what exactly, what do you think about the mainstream, mainstream corporate news media bringing up or using the term fake news? to describe Fox News Channel and all these websites that have come on onto the scene as of late or come down the pike as of late. I over don't... The, all over the Internet. Yeah, I don't think that they're using it to describe Fox News or the the mainstream stuff. I think that what they're doing with that is trying to turn on its ear because what we used to call anybody who realize that the big national cable news stuff is so agenda driven 
that we would call that fake news. I mean, you could see stuff. I remember investigating various events and finding within one news source contradictions of the actual story without retractions. They'll retract that they got somebody's middle initial wrong, but they don't retract that they they got uh, that Shep Smith said that Putin killed 300 people in MH17. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for us who were already kind of jaded by the mainstream media, uh, that we called that the fake news. So, so on the one hand, I think they're trying to flip the tables on that, but on a much more serious basis, I saw this coming before the election. I thought it was going to be Hillary who shepherded it in, but maybe the Democrats have just run out of runway when it comes to cramming down the bill of rights that, the the next phase of kind of total information control is going to be censorship. And all this fake news stuff is just crying out for a kind of ministry of truth, a central scrutinizer, if you're a Zappa fan, to go and look at everything that comes up and label it or suppress it. And I think the number one way that's going to happen, the most effective thing is going to be when Google, or particularly Google, but anybody who runs ads, that's how independent media pays for itself, is actual ads that pop up without any connection, without any judgment call. You can have a truther, prepper website with Kroger ads on it, you know, because people uh, are not going to hold they don't expect the advertisers to judge, censor, curate the news. Well, Google's going to do that now, or that's what it looks like where we're headed. And I think that was the main purpose of this fake news story was to tee us up for a highly controlled information environment. The last eight years have been about controlling our information, about them collecting it all about surveillance. I think going forward, the next phase of that is going to be censorship and propaganda about them controlling the information we see. So great question. Thank you so much, Reggie, for the call. It's been a great year. You can get all our podcasts from the year at thepropreport.com or you can go to my website, monicaperezshow.com. And we will be back next Saturday, January 7th from 5 to 7. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.